0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Taiwan Talk, where we share the stories of Taiwanese people living abroad and people living in Taiwan. I'm your host, Trevor Tordomasi, and joining us in the studio today is Stephen Rong. Hello, that's not my name. Otherwise known as Rong Rong. I'm just kidding. I was messing with you because you're being so worried about my name. I <laughs> wanted to make sure I spell it with a P H or a V. Right? Well, you have a long list of things that you do. Uh, Renaissance man of performance, singer, actor, dancer, podcaster, DJ. I guess i was
1: gonna start out by asking you about uh your singing um when did you when did you get started with that um so i was a biology major in, in college and then i was at virginia tech so we had the massacre of virginia tech right um i hate calling it that but that that's what people most people coin it as but that was in 2006. um so that was a situation that really made me wake up and i i realized that life is very short so then i'm i had always had the dream of singing, but since I lived in Virginia, I, I just didn't really have a platform or stage or even, it didn't really make sense to me that that would ever become a reality. So I, I was like, oh, I'll just become a dentist, like, you know, a good, a good old boy. And then uh, after that um, shooting happened, I woke up and I was like, you know, like, I'm still young and I really want to try to sing. And before that, my singing experience was really either in the shower or in the car okay so yeah, yeah. I'm, about, I'm about that level too yeah yeah yeah, okay. yeah. so okay you never know the possibilities need are endless <laughs> to, just need a wake-up call right. some so then i um traveled to hong kong for a year and I had, had relatives there so I, I was there and took lessons for singing and um then like it was like a very popular singing competition it was like the american idol of taiwan for a while mm-hmm. i decided to come to taiwan to try out for that and then um did it, i made it to like top 50 got disqualified and then another one so when you say disqualified that means you're just like you weren't voted to go forward right 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 okay. right, right right so, so then kind of an aggressive word it, for oh well, yeah well it's true though I and mean, to me i think that's like the thing for me is like i i thrive whenever people don't believe in me i don't know I'm, i've i've gone to like a, a point in my life where i realized that i'm used to it like people not believing that i can do something and then like a little part of me is always like who the hell are you to tell me what to do? So then like uh-huh. I work even harder to to like do do what I wanna do so mm-hmm. that I can prove to myself and also prove to people who don't believe that I could do it. With yeah a, with a little bit of spite because it does feel really nice sometimes to be like in your face <laughs> <laughs> a healthy amount of spite it's yeah.
0: a healthy amount of spiking the uh, the volleyball into their side of the court yeah. mm-hmm. um okay so i actually want to ask about this uh this beautiful singing group um there's got to be a better name for that choir it's an acapella group acapella group yeah. and it's called aquapella yeah aqua like awkward like, like aqua awkward mm-hmm. okay well for reference it's a singing group in which you are all uh, pretty pretty great at singing and you make beautiful music together so you can't really tell how awkward you are
1: well, one would hope. <laughs> okay, we do. I do think we do need to practice a lot. Like we're all singers in our own respect, but it's very different when you're a solo artist versus being in a group that's acapella, mm-hmm. um, because it's you have to rely. On your voice, and also like the dynamics, and also blending and stuff, and all of us are very like we have our own ways of singing in our own voices. So when you have to blend those together, it can be quite cacophonous uh, mm. when you first start. So um, yeah, it's it's nice, it's fun. Uh, it's we do have performances in Taipei here and there. We our next performance will be May thirteenth. Oh, good.
0: Okay, this will be, be up by
1: then Friday the thirteenth. So oh, then nice. I am making the theme. Last girl slash boy standing. So basically, our members and the group, like the audience will be able to vote who they want, like who they think will live to the end of the show and who won't. Or who will get disqualified? Against or who the will network. get disqualified? Right, and you can plug
0: your your game. your dark podcast at the end of it too. All right, sure, that's right. Okay. That's actually we'll get all into...
1: part of the plan. So,
0: <laughs> so right. um, in this group, you have uh, people who who audience might recognize, like mm-hmm. Laura, uh, Vicky, Sun, uh, Wang dao one, mm-hmm. and uh, many
1: others. I can't remember Joanna right Wang. Part yeah. of it, uh, yeah. There's everyone in it is amazing. Echo is our beatboxer. I'm just there to kind of boss people around. <laughs> okay. I'm like the boss on the bossy pants in it. To me, it's out of love because I do believe that we are a group that is really fun. We work really hard. We, uh, well, yeah, we work really hard. Uh-huh. and then we perform and we do these. like we don't make any money, but it's just it's fun. It's nice to to be able to have like a once a week thing where you can get together and practice and just be ourselves yeah that's awesome
0: well so far the title of this episode is awkward bossy pants with a healthy amount of spite yes with so, with disqualification with, yeah <laughs> disqualified for a healthy amount of spite yeah, the title's going to get long like really really long is there a, a
1: certain direction you'd like to take this group creatively in the future with uh, with um the main leader of the group is actually lara and Darwin, but mm-hmm. right now both of them are um in china right now working so i've been kind of like the like the foster mom or Mm -hmm. dad at the moment my my way is like i've been hoping that we do more philanthropic um like uh, charitable work so Mm uh like for instance the end of last year we did uh, an online concert to try to raise money and funds for uh shelters for dog shelters Mm -hmm. and then we also sang at a uh, cafe that is for for youth who have delinquents. I don't know if that's the right word. Like they, they have mm-hmm. committed crimes before when they're right. trying to get back into society. So they have a cafe specifically to help them. So we went and then we taught them some acapella and they we all sing it together. And that was like super like touching and that was a really nice experience. So um, I've been hoping to do more events like that well, speaking of making people happy, mm-hmm. um, oh,
0: look, there's a dark path leading into a dark forest here. Oh, my goodness. Um, and um, it's you host a podcast. You co-host a podcast called mm-hmm. uh Sunlin Sun Yes. And yes. it's uh, the dark forest. Yes. And each episode seems to be a, a narrative, um, a story, uh, if you will, uh, about the darker side of humanity. Right. How do you balance this?
1: Um, Where did this come from? For The Dark Forest, the concept that I had behind it is I really love the podcast My Favorite Murder, mm-hmm. which is Karen Kilgireff and, and um, Georgia Hardstark. It's a really popular true crime podcast in America. But um, I've always watched true crime documentaries since I was young. Like I am obsessed with it. I think the shooting at my school is a big part of that as well. Things like that have always been really interesting to me just because I do believe in the good of people, but I also am very intrigued by why certain people kind of veer off into a path where they either kill other people or they hurt other people. There has to be a reason why people are like that. For me, um, my my father was an alcoholic, and so I grew up in a household where my mom was very, very strong, and my brother as well. And because we had a very close uh, relationship, my mom, my brother, and I, I was very fortunate to have like a support system. But I know a lot of people are not that fortunate. And a lot of the people that do end up committing crimes did go through a childhood that was very like scary or they were traumatized or abused. And so I kind of just want to bring that to light because I don't want people just to think that these criminals, when we see them on the news, it's already too late to save them. Like they've already committed the crime. So with this podcast, the Dark Forest, that was like my main objective. I, I want to tell these stories. We tell two cases each each week, and so with each case, we usually try to explore like the reason behind why it happened and why it occurred, or are there possible ways that we can prevent it? So. It takes a lot of time to research for these cases. Like for me, each case that I have to research, it takes about five to six hours a week. And then I have to edit the podcast, which takes another seven, eight hours a week. So mm. that's 15 hours of non-paid work. But for me, yeah. like because of like the interactions with my listeners, like I, I think it's worth it. Like even though if it I get two hours of sleep, like it's still okay. Yeah. Like I love it. Yeah.
0: The editing the podcast
1: editing business is oh my is god real. i like want to kill myself like all the time but i won't because i don't want to show up on my own podcast <laughs> I want to make sure that I stay alive. (laughs) (laughs) I shouldn't be laughing at that. All right. So, um, (laughs) what do you.
0: Inappropriate laughing. (laughs) (laughs) That's one of the sound levels where we (laughs) tested for laughing before we we started. Um, So, uh, speaking on a few of your other sort of performance uh, aspects of your life, Mm -hmm. um, one of the first times I met you a few years ago, I think it was after like a Red Room or something. And uh, we were talking about your background. You said you could come to Taiwan to try out acting. You you said it casually,
1: and now you're an actor. Mm -hmm. So, how did that work out? Most of the stuff I've been doing so far is is commercials. Mm-hmm. So that was, how did I get into that was my manager was like, okay, well, the singing thing, like, we don't really have the budget to release an album for you. So do you want to try acting? And I was like, yeah, I've always wanted to do that. Mm-hmm. So she just threw me into these auditions. And I remember the first one I went to was like for the MRT. It was mm-hmm. like a commercial. And at that time, I wasn't very confident in my Chinese. Really? So yeah, because... Okay. um. It's been an issue with me in acting even now. Like I do have an accent when I speak Chinese and it's very difficult to get rid of accents, but um, they like a lot of directors or producers, they might see that as, oh, like your Chinese is not good enough. Mm. So like being told that a lot, especially when I first got here, like it really got to my head. And I was like, oh, I guess my Chinese does suck. And then um, I would just double guess myself. But anyway, that audition was really a good way to kind of get into it. Because after that, the auditions got a little bit easier. Like it wasn't like in a big room with a lot of people. But for the first year of auditions, I didn't get any jobs and then I would always go home and like think that I was like the worst actor in the world and just really like had a lot of self-doubt and my first commercial like the person that was casting me like uh, there was a little a little misunderstanding before I met her but on the phone like she like yelled at me anyway when I did that addition like my personality like I said where I'm like I'll show you right so like after she yelled at me I was like there's kind of like like kind of Internalizing all that anger, and then just like did my performance, and then she was like, Oh my god, that was really good! And then I was like, "Oh, really?" I was like, "No one's ever complimented me before." And I ended up getting the job. Okay, so nice. that was like my first one, like I had to get yelled at to get the job. <laughs> so after that, like now like I get I got more and more confident. Like for instance, I had like a commercial for a fast food chain, and then um the the casting director was like, "You got to go home and practice eating. Like you have to like look like you really love it. Like when you eat, you have to smile at the same time. Your like eyes picture, have to be big. Like the picture
0: of everyone eating
1: a salad ever where they're like, like laughing at the salad. Yeah, the salad yeah. tells the best joke."
0: Yeah. <laughs> Basically, so
1: then I got a camera and, and then I just practiced like eating like hamburgers in front of the camera and I would just give myself notes like oh when you're eating this like what did you do this time and whatever and like just made those little changes here and there and I got that audition so that's like, dedication to the craft man well I just really love hamburgers so I think I was basically doing lying. a like, self yeah. of self mukbang I was like lying to myself I was like <laughs> this is for research but I was just like just like eating three hamburgers uh-huh. and for research yeah so slowly just doing all those different kinds of commercials and stuff then now i'm getting you have a punch card you do 10 commercials you get an album yeah i hope so okay. i mean like i hope i don't lose that punch card
0: Okay, um, so you recently interviewed uh, the singer Michael Bubble, Michael Bublé. No one's ever made that joke before. I'm sorry about that. I I, I liked it. No, keep it in. If you you edit that out, I'm going to be so angry at you. If I edit that out, I'm going to be impressed at my editing skills. (laughs) Um, So, so you asked him about the kind of headspace um, he lives in when he's getting ready for uh, recording a song that sounds happy or warm or comforting. Um, Has your acting experience helped you get into that headspace um, for performances? in other aspects of your life, like your musical performance, or even uh, talking about the darker side of humanity in a
1: podcast? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, for me, I think acting comes a little bit more naturally when I want to get into that headspace. I kind of listened to the words, like that scene last week, the other actress, when she was saying these words, um, before going in I was like, you know, when I when I read a script, I don't really feel anything. I'm kind of stoic when it comes to that and it's kind of something I'm working on. But when I hear it in real life and when the camera's on me, I kind of those emotions come more naturally to me. I have to hear the audio. That helps me get into the headspace. But prior to, it's a little bit difficult for me to kind of get into the headspace because I feel like that's more artificial. And so when it comes to singing, it's the same thing for me. Like it's a little bit more difficult for me to get into the headspace until I'm in the studio and like really connecting with the song as I'm singing it. But before that, I don't feel anything. Mm. It's kind of weird. Yeah.
0: Sometimes it's like you don't know what you're gonna feel or what mistakes you're gonna make until you try, and then mm-hmm. your feed your feedback is just the 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 stumbling blocks along the way that you won't encounter until you start. Right. Um, yeah. And then having someone to bounce off to uh, feels pretty good. Yeah. One uh, thing though,
1: I do realize is with everything that I do, whether it's hosting or um, singing uh, and acting, is I really like to observe other people when they're working. Um, Because I feel like everyone, no matter who they are, like, they they have something great about them. And then, like, they must love what they're doing to a certain extent. And so if you can kind of pick and choose, like, the things that they do or the the things that they do that you like or don't like, and then kind of apply it to yourself, I think that's, like, something that I really enjoy doing is, like, borrow borrowing these pieces and, and just figuring out which which ones work for me and which don't.
0: You're also a DJ
1: for Asia FM. How's that going? That's good. Oh my god, because of that, um a lot of people in Taiwan, they look at me, they're like, "Oh, you're ABC." So when I'm like, "I'm a radio DJ." They're like, "Oh, at ICRT?" I'm like, <laughs> "No, I'm not at ICRT. Not because I didn't want to. I did audition. <laughs> But I never heard back. But I do think I sent it to the wrong place. So I think You okay. sent it to RTI. I think and RTI
0: gets that a lot too. Something. So.
1: I think I did send it to the wrong place because I did meet somebody later down the road that worked at ICRT and I mentioned it. And they were like, Really? But I'm the one who's like in charge of getting the auditions and never saw yours. Oh, so it's like, man. I obviously sent it to the wrong place. But what's meant to be is meant to be. For, for me, when I applied to this radio other radio station, It's all in Chinese. Mm -hmm. So I really wanted to prove to myself that I can host something in Chinese. So I really wanted to improve on that. In this industry, I think the hardest thing is nobody ever compliments you. Like they just don't, Most people don't. And you mean in like all performance industries, I guess? Pretty much. Like I think people are just- Comments
0: and fans, you get compliments for sure. But like the people above, you're like, dude, you did your job. Do the next one. Sometimes
1: they don't even say that. They're just like, okay, onto the next thing. So then you're just stuck there like, did I do okay? Like, you know, there's a lot of things for you to kind of like, there's a lot of room for you to have self-doubt. And for me, as someone who wasn't born with a lot of self-confidence, it doesn't come naturally for me to think that I did well on something. So I have to make myself feel like I'm doing- like pushing myself because no one else is going to be there to push you and i think that's something i i i try to tell people who want to do this industry is like i i want them to know like not you're not going to get the kind of feedback that you want all the time you're not going to get the compliments you're not going to get the praise so you just have to believe in your own performance so and or if you really don't know how to believe in your own performance you can go back and listen to your own audio recordings you can go back and watch your own work You can if you don't have work yet because you're starting a new do stuff with friends like, you know, like set up your own like little recording studio or like shoot your own videos and then watch yourself and then kind of study what are the things I like about it? What are the things I don't like about it? And you have to be very honest with yourself because nobody's really going to be there to be honest with you. Your friends are going to just be like, oh, yeah, it's great. You know, and then you're going to be like the American Idol contestants that go on and, and then they're like, who like who told them that they can sing? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> or who never told them that they weren't good enough yet. You need uh, you definitely need a
0: certain healthy amount of pickiness mm-hmm. of, of TLT against yourself that you can um, say it's not good enough yet. A little bit of perfectionism uh, goes mm-hmm. a long way. Yeah um so i mean that is good advice for young aspiring performers from the renaissance man of performance here stephen rong 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 um you can find him where can people see uh
1: more of the stuff you make they can go to well please check out my true crime podcast Mm -hmm. it's called an hei sen ling and that is on uh anywhere that you can listen to podcasts. and then if you want to just kind of follow me i guess you can go to facebook or instagram and you just look up steven wrong with the ph wrong is r-o-n-g or you can look up on ig the wrong one or if trevor wants to put it the wrong gun the wrong gun <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that's where you can find me okay oh listen to aquapella yes is that mostly on instagram or do you guys have a youtube channel or we don't we need to be better at social media we're really lazy about it but if you guys want to come to our show it's going to be a ri- small riverside in gongguan um, on May 13th, on Friday the 13th, so.
0: All right, looking forward to it. I'll thank definitely you. be there.
1: Thank you. All right, and uh, once again,
0: Stephen Wrong, thank you for listening. This has been Taiwan Talk. See you. Bye-bye. Until next time, I'm Trevor Tordomasi on ICRT FM 100. If you'd like to hear more from ICRT, you can check out our other podcasts. We've got Taiwan This Week, a roundup of the news in Taiwan every Friday, English in the News for useful English expressions explained in Chinese, and EZ News, spelled with the letters E and Z, for simplified daily news. For some lighter news in both English and Chinese, check out News Bites and News for Kids. And if you enjoy them, tell a friend. Thanks for listening.